ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out (laughs) on this podcast. What I'm going to talk about is I'm going to go back to high school, right? And it seems like, at least to me, across the board, no matter who you are or where you went to school, everybody had a lunch table crew. Your lunch table crew was basically the people that you kicked it with at lunchtime. And for some people, that was the only time they kicked it. But the lunchroom was a special place. And I came to this um, this idea from listening to my man uh, B. Cox at the uh, Vault Classic Music Review podcast. A shout out to B. Cox and the crew. Um, on one of his podcasts, they were talking about, um, he and the guys from the crew were talking about the fact of them uh, kind of getting together at lunchtime and you know, being in school and the things that happened uh, as far as like how they would talk about music. And it got me to thinking about just those same things that happened when I was in high school uh, back in the day (laughs) uh, at the lunch table. And um, what was interesting was uh, a couple of things. When I look back on it, um, I'm amazed at really what I remember because I actually remember a lot of stuff, uh, given the fact that at the time of this recording, I've been out of high school for 25 plus years. Um, That being said, lunchtime was cool. It was dope. Um, We had, let me just tell you about my lunch table crew. My lunch table crew honestly really really wasn't that deep uh my lunch table crew consisted of me and two other people two of my closest friends um my homeboy Shaf and uh Shaf and I we we've been tight since like eighth grade and seventh eighth grade I can't even remember and my homegirl Jamel and Jamel and I I've known Jamel since I was like eight years old (laughs) so we go way back And she is one of the, you know, closest people to me, even to this day. And um, we would just kick it, just the three of us. And what was interesting was, like, I had, obviously, I had other friends, other close friends. I had had other people in my crew. But for some reason, like, Jay Fresh or my boy Zell or Derek, we never had lunch together. (laughs) I don't know how that worked out, but we... In the four years of high school, we never had lunch together. So I just remember always being with Shaft and Jamel. And um, Jamel is a year younger than me and Shaft. So she was uh, so she kicked it with us for, you know, three years. And um, but that was that was my crew. Like I ain't really lunchtime. And I and obviously, I, as many of you know, maybe you don't know. When I was in high school, I played football, too. So I had teammates, but I never sat with my teammates at lunch. I never hung out with <laughs> hung out with anybody else but Jamel and Shab. So that was our lunch table crew. Now, what was always interesting about lunch was what you talked about. Um, Looking back on it, 
And when I think back to those times and we're talking, I graduated high school in 1991. Right. And, uh, when I look back at that time in my high school, Wilson High School in Florence, South Carolina, it's a predominantly black high school, right? So it's probably back then it was probably about 90% black, 90% black, maybe 10% white. Um, <laughs> and I think I could say this about most schools, no matter what the racial makeup was. The lunchroom might have been the most segregated portion of the day (laughs) because at one table, you might have the nerds at another table. You might have the jocks Uh, at another table. You might have mostly white kids, Um, depending on the racial makeup at your school. You may have. If let's say if you're a predominantly white high school, you might have a bunch of black kids at, you know, their different tables. Um, and again, you got the jocks and then at another table, you might have the kids who are the artsy kids or the kids who are in um, band. They might, you know, they kind of congregate and kind of sit together. And then, you know, you might have the kids who are just, I don't know, <laughs> troublemakers, outcasts. Um they may be sitting at another table or a couple other tables. And then you would always have, you know, the, <laughs> or at least in the high school that I went to, you'd have the rapper table. I mean, like where, you know, rappers or break dancers or whatever, they, they would sit together. So to say that the lunchroom was very cliquish, uh, was an understatement. And, and, and I, I would welcome you, Uh, After you listen to this podcast, you know, hit me up and tell me how your lunchroom situation was, because um, I found that it was uh, very segregated, Uh, not necessarily in a bad way, but just what it is. I I think at that particular time and probably even to this day, people tend to flock to those who, you know, either look like them or have similar interests. Um, It's just the nature of who we are and where we are. I guess that's pretty much the probably the easiest thing that I could say about it because that's just people you know in general um but at our lunch table I mean like our conversations would range and vary uh one day you might be talking about sports and that might just dominate the conversation and like for the three of us you know it was nothing for us to talk about sports because all of us love basketball like I said Shaft played basketball I played football um so that was always the topic of conversation. So just the three of us talking sports. Um, and then obviously, uh, <laughs> if you're anything like us, we would be at the lunch table and, you know, uh, we'd be talking about people <laughs> because obviously, you know, the rumor mill always runs. And, oh, I forgot one other click. Uh, the pretty girls. <laughs> Everybody had that little, little, I don't care where you went to school. Everybody had that little clique or crew of fly girls and who were really dope or whatever the case may be. And they just kind of ran together. And, you know, we had our own issues or um, uh, (laughs) rumors or whatever the case was about those that ran together. And, you know, honestly, the girls who had a rep, 
pretty much a lot of them ran together so they kind of sat at the table i'm not gonna call them any names but you know the girls who had you know who's out there they kind of ran together too so they were at a table too a couple of tables too so again it was very very segregated and segmented but you know if you could put a camera or a microphone at every table that the conversations were always interesting um but again, our, our conversation always started with, you know, it might start with sports um, and then it might go to people. And, you know, talking about people again in high school uh, was just something that you did. Uh, it was never, at least from what I can remember with me and my crew, we it was never anything malicious. But, you know, if we knew something, it'd get talked about. <laughs> You know, suffice to say, I mean, lunch was lunch. I mean, you got food on the table. So, I mean, that goes without saying. But over the conversations, you know, we would have over, you know, I don't know, the the rectangular pizza, you know, French fries and things of that nature like that. Lunch was cool at, at, in high school. It wasn't we didn't have bad lunches. We had pretty cool lunches. But, you know, it wasn't nothing that was going to fill you up. And and I, I, I laugh when I think about, you know, some of the kids of today because, you know, you walk in these high schools and they have, you know, um, they have places where you can, I mean, like fast food places in the school or you can get that type of food or better yet, you can actually leave the campus and go get some food, which that could never happen when I was in high school. You couldn't leave campus. And once you're on campus, you had to be there. Um, but yeah, so our, our conversations would, uh, kind of go around like that. Um, so you would see different crews and you see different people or whatever the case may be. Um, one other thing that we always talked about obviously was music. Um, music was very important. Uh, it was something that obviously would dominate the conversation and, you know, every now and then, <laughs> maybe every other day someone would start beating on the table and next thing you know somebody's rapping And that was always interesting because I think a lot of times, you know, that was where uh, the cats who were really serious about rapping could freestyle. And back then you had to, if you were going to freestyle, it had to be off the top of the dome. It couldn't be something that you wrote down, that you, you know, that you rehearsed or anything like that. And, you know, someone would beat on the table and then, you know, circle would form. You got your next thing, you know, you got yourself a little cipher, right? So you got your cipher and someone's beating on the table and someone's rapping and they're just for the most part, they're trying to rhyme words. But, uh, you know, every now and then you have one or two cats that could really, really rhyme. And, and, and my school was the same way. I mean, we had some we had some dudes at Wilson that could rhyme. Um, so, yeah, it was always it always started with like sports, then people, then music. Um, and it was always interesting because, again, you look around the cafeteria and, you know, you would just see different people at different lunch tables and the tables, at least at my school, kind of became what the people were known for. So like, let's say 
table, the table closest to the right window. That might have been the, the football player's table. And so, like, literally. It was kind of understood, but you couldn't sit at that table. <laughs> you couldn't sit at that table. I mean, like, and even like the nerd table. Like, if you, <laughs> and this is funny to say, but if you weren't a nerd, you couldn't sit at the nerd's table. I mean, like, I know that sounds bugged out, like the nerd is going to fight you about sitting at the table, but everybody kind of had like their own table. And so that was always interesting. But um, my lunchroom crew, man, we, we that's what we did every day. And we always had fun. Like lunch, the lunch period would go by so fast. Uh, I think we probably had, what, 40 minutes for lunch, I guess. Um, if my memory serves me correct, 40, 45 minutes, maybe. Um, but, uh, the time always went by fast. And, uh, like I said, my high school in particular, Wilson high school was, it was a predominantly black high school. Uh, but we didn't have, and I guess maybe because, (laughs) because we were predominantly black, we didn't have any racial issues. I mean, the white kids were cool. Everybody seemed, at least from, from what I could tell back then, everybody got along. So, you know, there wasn't any issues as far as, you know, wanting to beat up people or having any race wars or anything like that. Uh, I'm very familiar with, you know, some of the stories that came from the other high schools in my town. But, you know, we didn't have those kind of issues. But uh, the lunch table crew was just that. I mean, we're like we just kicked it and, you know, we kind of. <laughs> we OK, let me be honest, we made fun of people, but it wasn't anything malicious. But um. We just enjoyed kicking it, man. We really did. Um, given the fact that I played football, uh, I had a different perspective on it. So it was like I just really tried to blend in. I think when you when people talk about their high school days, you know, it's 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 common knowledge that some people, you know, were more popular than others. Um, was I popular? Given the fact that I played sports. I would say that I was. Uh, <laughs> I like to say high visibility, <laughs> but uh, you know, I was in a bunch of activities and stuff like that. But I didn't. I whatever level of popularity I had, I it it wasn't. It didn't bother me one way or the other. In fact, I, I would I would have much rather been low key, you know, incognito or whatever the case may be. I I, I didn't whatever light that was shined on me. I I didn't want it. Um, but it was always interesting because people have certain assumptions about you because you play sports or you do this or you do that. And um, it's interesting because when you're at the lunch table, most of the people that I'm talking about, their worlds don't collide at the lunchroom. Like you could be like we had our table, right? And the nerd table was right beside our table. And like, we never spoke to those kids and like, they never said anything to us and it was never any beef or anything like that. But you know, we just, we just didn't, you know? And so that was interesting. Um, again, my boy Shaft, he played basketball. He was starting about one of the stars on the basketball team. So another high visibility kid. And, um, you know, so 
it was always interesting at, you know, the conversations or you would see people kind of talking like after a basketball game, or whatever like that. We just come and just sit down. And I, I remember distinctly hearing one girl saying she was whispering something about, you know, him or whatever. Because I think we lost the game or something like we had a pretty we had a really good basketball team. And, um, you know, she was whispering something about it or whatever like that. And I'm like, damn, you're just going to whisper it out like. I'm this this is my man and you're gonna say this right here beside me but you know it was just high school <laughs> um but again very cliquish very crewish um the pretty girls <sighs> interesting interesting click um I'll say this they were uh very intriguing and you know who if you went to high school with me you know who you are so I'm not (laughs) I'm not gonna call any names but um but yeah it was it was always interesting because every every class and every uh you know school had the 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 pretty girls the fly girls those would if you could take 1991 and fast forward to 2021 uh, you know, those would be the girls that would be on Instagram, you know, with uh, several hundred followers. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the pretty girls were they they were uh, a different breed. And I was always interested in the and we used to talk about this, too. Um, the hierarchy of the pretty girl crew, <laughs> because there's always one. She's got to be the leader. And you could tell because like we would watch them. And when it was time, like let's say it was time for lunch to be about over, the leader would get up and go put her food away or go put her tray away and the rest would follow. And, and again, these are the pretty girls. So you think that, okay, you know, I can stand on my own too. I'm not worried about my crew or whatever the case may be, but there was always a leader. Um, so yeah, and, I, and well, we used to laugh about it. I used to laugh with Jamel. And, and here's the thing, Jamel was... And she still is uh, extra- one of the smartest people I know. And she's one of the smartest people in the school. And she was pretty, but she didn't, you know, she didn't run with the pretty girl crew, whatever the case may be. She ran with us. So that dynamic was always interesting. Um, again, I went to a black high school. So our band, the band cast was just different. Like they just, they, they had their own little thing. And, um, there's a certain little arrogance about <laughs> people that play on the band. And that was cool. And like, I was funny. Cause like my little brother was on the band. And so, you know, I, but I was always happy for any success that the band members had, but like when they got at their little table, you know, the band, I mean, like it would be nothing for the band people at their table to make a bunch of noise. Um, them and the rappers, the, the rap crew, uh, they would make a lot of noise, obviously, but, you know, it would always be. And it was funny, like anytime you had somebody rapping or beating on the table, there would always be like security guard or somebody come over and tell them to be quiet. I mean, like what? If, I mean, like, come on, man. <laughs> We're in high school. But um, yeah, it, it was it was very interesting. The lunch table crew was um, we, we had a good time. And, and I remember those days and I remember you know, some of those conversations. 
and again, I'm not going to name any names, but uh, for for those who are listening who went to high school with me, they they know who I'm talking about. But um, yeah, and then I mean, obviously, you had the you know the thug crew. You know, the kids were just a little rough around the edges. Kids who got into a little bit of a little bit more trouble than the average kid. And um and then you had some kids, honestly, who just didn't have a lot. And uh it's interesting because I remember having this conversation with my sons when they were in high school and I was telling them, I was like, Look, you're privileged in the fact that you go to a high school where everybody's kinda you know, you go to this theme school and everybody's you know in uniforms and you know parents drop them off in nice cars and they you know go back home to two-parent homes and you know living this lifestyle or whatever the case may be but I was like I went to school I went to high school with kids who if they didn't come to school they didn't know when they were going to eat you know kids like that it was a lot of kids like that and you know just who just were less fortunate and they just didn't have so you know you never made fun of those kids, but you, you knew that they existed and, you know, yeah, they might come to school with, you know, clothes that might be a little bit dirty or they might be a little smelly because they've been wearing them. You know, they might have worn the same pair of jeans three out of the five days. But, you know, you just it was what it was. You didn't make any fun of them. But, you know, in our lunch table, we just, you know, they were accepted. I think for the most part, we accepted everybody. Um but we did make mental notes of certain <laughs> certain things that we saw. Um, there was always interesting times when the jocks, whether it be football players or basketball players, kind of had run-ins with people. Because, um, like, perfect example. Like, I remember, again, the nerd table was right next to my table. And I remember one of the cats from the football team, he came, we had pizza one day, and he was like, he just walked over to the nerd table and he asked this kid, he was like, yo, Billy, you want that pizza? And he almost put his finger in the pizza. And I mean, Billy's like, I don't know, 105 pounds soaking wet. What's he going to say? You know, he, he's not going to tell him you can't have my pizza, you know, but he really wanted to eat that pizza. But, you know. I mean, he gave it up because he didn't want to or, or what he thought might happen. You know, it was a little stuff like that. But um, I really enjoyed, you know, kicking it with the lunch table crew. And I really enjoyed, uh, like I said, one of my favorite memories was, um, you know, watching cats uh, beatbox and, and beat on the table and, and rhyme. That was funny. And, and and then we always had the, the, the cats who were funny who would just, you know, tell jokes on each other all day. So that was funny, too. But um, it was always an interesting dynamic. Again. At a predominantly black high school, you know, even amongst the black students, <laughs> very segregated and segmented. Um, but yeah, man. So I, I, I just had to get on here and talk about uh, what it was like at my school at the with my lunch table crew. Uh, hit me up. Let me know if you've got a crew or if you, uh, you know, how, how the things were when you sat down and ate lunch in high school. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for me. Thanks again for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'll catch you guys next time. Five G's.